My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. As always, email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com, slash Todd Huff Show. For those of you that want to watch the program live or on demand, it is good to be here. Thank you for joining us. You know, today I have an interview lined up. It's something that has been on my radar and it's probably been on your radar for some time as well, but we've had uh, the good pleasure of having Trent England. He is the executive director for an organization called Save Our States. Now, Trent is effectively fighting back against those that want to abolish the Electoral College. And so we talk with Trent about that, and I want to share that conversation with you here um, as the program comes together today. And as usual, we we try to talk to folks longer and in more depth than you'll find elsewhere. One of my biggest pet peeves is this notion and and nonsense where people get to come on a program and really answer one question. They throw in some talking points, and there you have it. We leave that interview 
learning nothing new other than the current rendition of talking points. And so that's uh, this is we talk for a bit here, but there's some uh, some important stuff that that we need to, un- to understand as Americans, and not even us. And I know. Many of you in this audience have a very deep reverence and understanding of the Constitution and this great nation and the foundations upon which she was built. But um, to be able to learn things and understand the importance of persuading others, again, that, that's, that's the thing with me. The thing with me, it's, it's why we have CNBU, Conservative Not Bitter University. It's why we're Conservative Not Bitter it's, itself because – We've got to find a way, folks, to get outside of just talking with people who are already conservative. We have to find a way to influence those folks who um, who are not conservative. By definition, they don't agree or they just don't know. And so I think Trent helps um, helps us do that. So we got that coming up today. But let's start here before we get to that. And I'm going to get better today. Uh, getting out of this first break quickly so that we can get to the interview and not run over on time as we almost did yesterday or whenever that was with uh, with Zach Smith of the Heritage Foundation talking about Michael Flynn. But that's what we're going to end up talking about here this morning. This morning we've got this um, more declassified portions of the email that Susan Rice sent herself. That's right. Susan Rice, the same individual. By the way, I think that she's a front runner now. She has to be the front runner for Biden's choice of VP. I mean, this is a perfect candidate. Someone who is apparently anytime there's a scandal right in the middle of it, someone right in the middle of it, she's female. She's also African-American. So that's uh, for the superficial left, the the two most important things. And, of course, she's part of the, the deep state. She lives and operates deep inside the belly of the deep state. In fact, sending herself an email one of the last days, heck, maybe the last day uh, that, that they were in office. I don't know the exact date that she emailed herself, but it was at the tail end of her time in office, emailing herself some things. That now we can we can take a look at here, and you know the more that we uncover this, the more that we understand what was going on in the Obama administration in the Obama White House at the tail end of that administration, right? We're supposed to be transferring, supposed to be transitioning over to Team Trump, even though that was not what they wanted to do. Right, you know, back in the day when Clinton's team uh, transitioned power over to Trump, I remember at the time. I remember at the time. Of course, we had the the, the furniture furniture issue with Hillary. But on top of that, really, what we had was uh, the aides in the White House under Clinton took the W. I don't know if you knew this. They took the W off of the keyboards on the computer for George W. Bush coming in. Of course, this was a little. That, that's what it was back then. And I'm not putting the Clinton uh, administration on a pedestal. But this is what it looked like back then to kind of haze uh, the incoming administration. Now, now it's apparently in vogue to spy on them, to target one of the incoming 
officials, right, one of the incoming members of, of the Trump team, it's cool and fashionable and in vogue to target that individual. It's truly, truly incredible. And this comes as some some folks have digged, uh, d- d- done some digging here, Daily Caller, finding finding some 2017 audio, well, actually video with audio, uh, of Susan Rice talking with, was it NPR? I don't know who she's talking with here. I think it's NPR. Um, and, and again, on camera, lying. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy how much deceit, deception, and scandal that's involved here. I'm going to play this, and I'm going to take a break because I'm going to get the Trent's interview. But listen to this. Susan Rice, April of 2017, not long after leaving the White House, defending, you know, denying their involvement in targeting Michael Flynn. Listen to this. Susan Rice, welcome to the program. Good to be with you, Judy. So we invited you on to talk about several things, but in the last few hours, we've been following a disclosure by the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunes, that in essence, during the final days of the Obama administration, during the transition after uh, uh, President Trump uh, had been elected, that he and the people around him may have been caught up in surveillance of foreign individuals and that their identities may have been disclosed. Do you know anything about this? I know nothing about this. I was surprised to see uh, reports from uh, Chairman Yunus on that uh, count today. I bet I mean, you let's were. Let's back up and recall where we have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, the President of the United States accused his predecessor, President Obama, of wiretapping Trump Tower during the campaign. Which happened? Nothing of the sort occurred, and we've heard that confirmed by the director of the FBI, who mm-hmm. also Call pointed me. out that no president, no White House, uh, can order the surveillance of another American citizen. Of that course. can only come from the Justice Department That's right. with the approval of a FISA court. So today, uh, I really don't know to what uh, Chairman Nunes was referring, but he said that whatever he was referring to was a, a legal, lawful uh, surveillance. Spying. And that it was potentially incidental collection right. on American citizens. And I think it's important for, under, for people to understand what incidental means. Yes, that means tell that us. the target yes. was a, either a foreign entity oh or somebody under criminal investigation, and that the Americans who were talking to those targets may have been picked up. May have been. It's just incidental, coincidental, targeting Flynn. We were really trying to target the the Russians here, and of course they're so egregious and wicked and evil, we can't even believe Team Trump was talking with them. Forget the fact that this is part of the transition, that the Trump team will be dealing with these, uh, with the Russians and other nations as well. This is just, I mean, more lying, right? Remember, this This is just, you go back to 2012 when she made the the television circuits telling us that uh, Benghazi was a spontaneous attack and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't terrorism because, after all, terrorism was over because Obama probably joined SEAL Team 6 that night, went in and shot o- uh, Osama bin Laden between the eyes in a early morning raid in Pakistan. That's what I learned from Obama. You say it, Pakistan, not Pakistan. It's Pakistan. 
So that couldn't have happened because GM was alive and Osama had died. Terrorism had lost. We can't have Benghazi. That's on the eve of an election. We can't have that. Anyway, so much more to say about this, but I've got to take a break. And I want to get to this interview with Trent England, but deceptive, manipulative, dishonest, terrible, terrible actors that we've had in our government. So Susan Rice is probably has to be at the top of Biden's list here for vice presidential candidate. They have to admire what she's been able to get away with with a straight face, although she did chuckle here at this question a little bit because, of course, the law says this, the law says that. What happens if you have a corrupt administration? What happens if you have, happens if you have corrupt individuals in the government? What does it matter what the law says? I think that's what we're learning here. It doesn't matter at all what the law says because they'll do whatever they want, however they want to do it, try to cover their tracks, put more corrupt individuals in positions of power that will not investigate, will not do their job. And all the while, they want to know why people call uh, call the government the deep state, right? I mean, this is incredible stuff here. So anyway, got to take a time out, get back and show this interview with Trent England. We'll talk about the Electoral College, the importance of that, and some of the efforts to get rid of that. So sit tight, be back here in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at MyPillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. So... So, 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 I want to share with you this conversation I had with Trent England. As I mentioned before, this is an issue that's been on our radar for some time, and, and yours as well, I'm sure. Um, this is an important issue. The Electoral College is an important issue, um, and we need to understand some things about it better. We've got to communicate about it better, and we have to persuade others that the best way to deal with with electing a president is not to abolish the Electoral College or to circumvent it through the National Popular Vote Act, which some states, many states, as you'll see from this discussion, and you probably know from following the news, but many states have already 
adopted that. So we're getting 75% of the way there to where the popular vote might be decided or might decide the president of the United States. So anyway, that being said, won't affect this particular election. But that being said, let me share my conversation with Trent England. He is the executive director of an organization called Save Our States. Hope you enjoy. Politics Today knows that one of the issues that continually pops its head up over and over again is this issue of the Electoral College. And so it's my great pleasure today to have on the program Trent England. Trent is the executive director of an organization called Save Our States. Trent, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Todd. Thanks for having me here. Well, it's my pleasure, and uh, it's it's. I've been wanting to do this for some time, so I really would like for you to maybe um, shed some background on the Electoral College because everyone seems to have an opinion on the Electoral College, and I'm I'm not really sure many actually understand it, how it works, and how it's set up. Can you kind of ex- explain that, describe that for us? Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the background of the Electoral College is interesting because it is something that the American founders invented. They didn't copy it from somebody else, although there are a few places that have kind of copied it from us. But, uh, you know, they they initially thought about having a parliamentary system. That was uh, That was what was you know, becoming more common and still is more common in the world where, you know, the the Congress would elect a president or, you know, in most countries it's it's their parliament elects their prime minister. That was actually the first draft of the Constitution, had a system like that. They didn't want Congress to have that kind of control over the executive branch. You know, they wanted this separation of powers, this independence, these checks and balances. And so they came up with a kind of a modified parliamentary system, really, where, you know, states choose electors, presidential electors, and the presidential electors vote for president, and how that very quickly came to work. I mean, I mean, very quickly, as in, you know, as soon as, uh, you know, the first two elections where George Washington was elected overwhelmingly, as soon as those two elections were over, most states began to do what we do today, which is hold elections The people vote in each of our states, and those votes determine who our presidential electors are and how they're going to cast their votes for president. So we have this this two-step democratic process that is based in our states that has literally really been in place uh, with a slight modification in 1804 since the very beginning of our our country. Okay, so we've got this system that's in in place, and now we've got folks that – I mean, really, they they want to get rid of it. They at first they might have danced around the issue, but now they're calling for the abolition of the electoral college left and right. So, how did we get from that point to where we're calling for the abolition of the electoral college today? That's a great question because when when the Constitution was first uh, kind of rolled out and subject to public debate, the electoral college was one of the parts that pretty much everybody was happy about. Um, anti-federalists, federalists, you know, Democratic Republicans, and all, all the different political factions at the time of the founding thought this was a great idea. And it, it wasn't until later, of course, you know, you start having elections and you wind up with some sour grapes here and there that uh, you start, you know, you start seeing the losing side in presidential elections, uh, sometimes grousing about the rules like we like we have today. And, you know, I, I 
I think that coupled with a real lack of appreciation for checks and balances and for how the Constitution really shapes our, our politics. I think people don't people don't realize I mean, we have a very stable country, which, you know, that's st- the stability that we have allows us to be strong. It allows us to be very prosperous. Uh, and, and the Electoral College is a part of that because it creates this political system where you, you know you can't win by being a regional candidate. Splinter parties don't you know you can't really sort of throw the whole thing. Um, but people don't see that, and so we you know we have these these efforts, as you mentioned, you know people calling for constitutional amendments to abolish the electoral college. People proposing a an interstate compact where state legislatures would basically hijack the system in favor of a direct election. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really just a, a loss of understanding of, of how important these constitutional structures really are. So one of the things, again, I'm not a an expert in this area as you are, but I think one of the things that's lost on modern America, the modern, the average American, is that this nation is founded by independent states, right? And and it's states that elect presidents. Is that one of the reasons or one of the things that the founders had in mind when they set up this sort of a system versus a national popular vote. Yeah, yeah, and you see that in the fact that they they gave states some flexibility. You know, uh, Maine and Nebraska choose their presidential electors by congressional district. Every other state today chooses presidential electors in a statewide winner take all vote. Um, some states used to have electoral college districts, and state legislatures have the power to directly appoint electors, which uh, in 1876, Colorado did that because they had just come into the union and they literally didn't have time to hold an election. So they, so the legislature was able to choose their state's electors, and you know, the legislators are elected too, so it made it kind of a three-step democratic process, but still a democratic process. And... Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think that uh, there's there's just so much uh, so much misunderstanding about the fact that states are the fundamental building blocks of our constitutional system, and that by pushing power down into the states, in some instances we we make ourselves a lot better off and a lot smarter because we we keep states in charge of elections we're able to learn from the different policies that states have and you know states are just different too i think we're we're seeing that with the whole pandemic as it plays out i mean states are we we don't need a one size fits all top down policy dictated to us from washington dc uh you know we need to allow states the flexibility to to uh determine what's best for people in their own area that's right i think that example of the uh, coronavirus pandemic is a great a great example to draw from because the needs and the responses can be varied uh, on an issue like that and of course uh, on on political issues as well. So real quickly, what are the advantages in your mind to to the electoral college system? I, I think I think the three big advantages to the electoral college. One is that candidates can't win by just driving up the vote total in places where they're already popular, which is, which is one way of saying you, you can't have regional politics, right? The, the Democrats can't win just by pumping out huge amounts of votes in California, New York, and Illinois. The Republicans can't win just by pumping out huge amounts of votes in Florida and Texas, right? 
you you actually have to go out to these marginal states and win people over in places where it's it, you know where, where things are politically closely divided right that's actually a really good thing and it means that splinter parties and spoiler candidates rarely play any significant role in our national politics um, i mean the other effect is that it uses state lines like the watertight compartments on an ocean liner where if one state has an election problem, you know, uh, accusations of fraud or some problem in election administration or, or a hurricane that interferes with the election as happened a couple cycles ago, uh, it's contained within that one state where it happens. It doesn't flood the whole ship mm-hmm. of state, right? And mm-hmm. we're able to contain it, isolate it, deal with it. Um, and Connected with that is it keeps states in charge of elections like we were talking about before, which I just I think is so important for the integrity of our elections to make sure that they're they're run in the states and the states then push a lot of that power down into the counties. That has proven to be a very effective way to hold elections. And I would hate to see Washington, D.C. take take over control of that because I think we wind up with some big, nasty political fights that are totally unnecessary. Yeah, it's uh, anytime Washington takes a hold of anything, it seems that it, it never gets better. That's for sure. So, Trent, I want to yeah. ask uh, specifically, I'm going to take a quick break here. When we get back, I want to talk specifically about what I see as the two uh, assaults, I guess, on the Electoral College, one being – through direct constitutional amendment, the other being this little uh, clever, I guess you could say, little workaround with a national uh, popular vote on how they're trying to get a, a group of states together to uh, kind of circumvent the Constitution. So we'll talk about those things when we get back, uh, back with Trent England, Executive Director of Save Our States. Sit tight. Be back in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at MyPillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Short segment warning. Apologize for that up front when we have these interviews. I want to do my best to keep uh, keep us on track here time-wise. But I hope you're enjoying 
this conversation with Trent England. This is an important issue. I know it's easy to put this on the back burner. It's easy to, uh, I don't know, some folks, uh, I think, maybe chuckle at what these folks are trying to do as far as create a constitutional amendment. But that's not the only way. That's not the only way that we can get to effectively a popular vo- uh, popular vote, national popular vote, choosing the president of the United States. And there's a lot of good reasons the founders did not do that. And as Trent will continue to explain, he goes into some detail and talking about this. And we're, again, the states that have entered into this compact, basically they've said, we are going to, once we get to have enough states that join this compact to where we have 270 electoral votes, we are going to give our states electoral votes to the candidate who wins the national popular vote. So there, that effectively, I mean, takes all the other states out of the equation if you're not in that group. And they've, I think to date, they have 196 electoral votes, something like 16 states have signed on. Um, so they're dangerously close, folks, to this. So we'll talk about that and uh, continue our conversation with Trent here after the break. Sit tight, be back in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. Let us not waste any more time getting back to this interview, my conversation with Trent Green, Executive Director, Save Our States, talking about the Electoral College. Well, I'm with Trent England, the Executive Director of Save Our States. We're talking about the Electoral College. And before the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the uh, just advantages and the history of the Electoral College. Now I want to talk about specifically, uh, there's, there's two assaults, I guess, from my vantage point on on the Electoral College. One is trying to abolish it through a direct uh, constitutional amendment. The other is kind of circumventing the Constitution, and uh, states are forming an alliance of sorts uh, through this national popular vote. 
uh, agenda. So I want to start with the, the constitutional amendment. Is there a path for those that want to see the Electoral College uh, abolished? Is there a path, Trent, through the constitutional amendment process? Well, the, I mean, there's a path, but the the hurdles, thankfully, are very high. And so politically right now, even though we have seen members of Congress uh, continually introducing resolutions to try to amend the Constitution and get rid of the Electoral College, they, they never go anywhere because they, they just don't have the, the supermajority of votes that it takes to, to do that in Congress. Although back in the 1970s, they did come very close. They passed a, a proposed amendment through the House and almost passed it through the Senate. So, you know, this this has happened not too long ago, but uh, but at this point, it's no, it, they're not, they're not going to get a constitutional amendment out of Congress anytime soon. So then, the other movement on this front, I guess, is with the national popular vote. Maybe explain to the listeners what that is. Yeah, this is a, a very clever plan that a couple of law professors who were Al Gore supporters came up with back <laughs> after the 2000 election. And they, you know, they, they basically recognized what I just said about the Constitution, right? They're not going to get a constitutional amendment. But, but they also understood this flexibility that the Constitution gives to, to state legislatures. And, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll give them credit. I mean, they, they read the Constitution, and they, they tried to come up with a way to basically hijack the, the, the Constitution and turn the Electoral College into a direct election system. And the way they, they would do that is they get states to pass a law that says we're not going to choose our presidential electors based on how people in our state vote. We're going to choose them – Based on the national popular vote, and in you know, if, if you're as, as you think that through, you realize well, if enough states did that, right, you would have a lot of electoral votes that would not be based on the decision in that state; they'd be based on the national vote. And at a certain point, then you would turn the electoral college system into a, a direct election, right, mm-hmm. a national popular vote, even though the electoral college is still there. So they've been lobbying for this since 2006. There are tens of millions of dollars that they've spent on this, um, and they have convinced states worth 196 electoral votes mm-hmm. to to actually pass this law and join this compact. It doesn't take effect unless they get enough states to control the election, which would be states that have 270 electoral votes among them. So. It, it doesn't take effect. It's not going to be effect in this election, but they are almost three quarters of the way mm-hmm. to uh, to doing this. And that's I created Save Our States back back uh, 11 years ago, specifically to fight against the national popular vote because I think this is so dangerous to our constitutional system. Well, and if you look at the states that have passed this, I'm looking at a list here. Um, if you want to know who can politically take advantage of this, just look at the color, the metaphorical color of the states that have passed this thing, California, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, Washington, Hawaii, D.C., which is another issue altogether. I guess yeah. I'll ask you, D.C., should D.C. have electoral votes in your estimation? You know, I, 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 think, I, think that was a, I think that was a mistake. I think, I think something needs to be done about Washington, D.C., but, uh, you know, the original federal district 
was half from Virginia, half from Maryland, roughly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they gave the Virginia half back, and it became Arlington County because they realized they just didn't need that much land. I think they should give, you know, basically say that everybody who lives in D.C. should become a resident of Maryland and, uh, you know, and, and have their political representation through the state of Maryland. I, yeah, I think it was a mistake to, to grant to grant three electoral votes to the federal district kind That's of right. undermines the what the founders were trying to do. The whole idea, exactly. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not the state; it's the hub of, of our federal government. It just it doesn't it defies sense. But I don't want to get off onto that tangent. I was just as I read that it uh, it brought that to to mind. So effectively, correct me if I'm wrong. With this uh, this this compact of states or whatever you want to call it, if they get the 270, they've basically pledged to one another. Whatever the national, uh, you know, whoever won the national election or vote count, that's who we're going to pledge all of our delegates to. Correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it only it only tr- comes into effect if they reach that two hundred seventy threshold. So then, those states uh, would there's nothing else the other states could do because they wouldn't have enough electoral votes to overcome that majority. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, it's very, it is very clever, and because it doesn't take effect until they get to 270 electoral votes, you know, I, I can't challenge them in court because you can't <laughs> challenge a yeah. law that isn't in effect yet, right? So, this is, this is, I mean, you know, like I say, you got to give the other side credit. It's very clever. Uh, it is, uh, you know, it, it is a challenge that uh, a lot of people don't, you know, even a lot of state legislators. Who wind up finding this come before them, and they have to decide on it. What what I found when I started working on this is a lot of a lot of legislators they don't know the, the background of the electoral college, they don't understand the benefits of that system, and uh, you know we've we've been able to win in a lot of states just by just by educating people, mm-hmm. just by helping people understand what's what's really going on here. So if someone is opposed to the Electoral College, what's – I guess give us your 90-second elevator speech, if you will, on what you – like what's the first thing you try to do? How do you bridge that gap? What do you try to accomplish in that initial um, objection they have to the Electoral, uh, the electoral College? Yeah, well, one thing I, I always try to get people to see is that our system is not is not some weird outlier. You know, sometimes the other side tries to – paint it that way, and it's just not true, right? Canada, uh, Australia, the United Kingdom, Italy, Spain, all these other, you know, quote unquote democratic countries, they're all parliamentary systems. They they use a the same kind of a system to select their prime minister. That's that's how it works. It's it's by district, uh, and it's a two step process. Ours is a little bit more democratic than that, and so you know I, I think it helps for people to understand this is this is not particularly unusual um but but it is it is a particularly good way to do it because you don't have all the all the the weird politics that you can get in a parliamentary system you know israel hasn't been able to have Mm -hmm. a a prime you know a new prime minister for for months and months now because of parliamentary politics i think that's that's one thing and then you ask the question well why is that why do so many countries when it comes to electing their their national leader why do they use a two-step system? And the reason is it avoids regional politics, and it breaks the election down so that fraud and you know problems with administration are isolated, right? So uh, it, it it creates these these protections 
against some of the worst things that can happen in politics, which is, you know, to wind up with splinter parties that uh, that basically, you know, cause uh, cause a winning candidate to be somebody who only has like 23 percent of the vote, which was uh, actually the, the case in a in the French election a couple years ago. Uh, and uh, and protects us from from having you know nationwide recounts or not knowing who the president is. So I think when I, I find when when people really think those things through, they at least they at least start to wonder. You know, even if they're they're sort of diehard against the electoral college, at least at least you can get people thinking about. You know, there, there are some definite trade offs here. Mm-hmm. Well, I have tons of questions, but I know we're we're pressed for time. Just one, one more question. So what is the, I guess, main reason or objection that folks who are against the Electoral College, what, what is their main objection to it? You know, I, I think uh, a lot of the folks who lobby for the National Popular Vote Plan, and those, those are the ones I'm usually debating with, they they focus on the fact that some some states get more attention than others, and I, I've heard that a lot, right? You know, I live in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is considered a safe state, and so they say, oh, all those votes are just ignored; and they don't matter. And uh, and and the reality is, right? That happens in congressional races and governors' races, and you know, there's all kinds of elections where we know from the polling ahead of time who is very likely to win. But in presidential politics. The only reason why the Republican Party is legitimate is because it has a lot of a lot of parts of the country, like Oklahoma, where it has a lot of support. The only reason the Democratic Party is a legitimate national party is that it, there are a lot of parts of the country where it has a lot of support. And so this idea that you know Oklahoma doesn't matter. Oklahoma is a critical state for the Republican Party. Um, to you know, to then go out and make the case in some of these other states that are more closely divided, uh, but but you know, I, I I think the argument that some states get ignored is very uh, uh, it, it's something that political consultants pay a lot of attention to because they they make more money. Um, you know, political consultants in Oklahoma or California would make more money if presidential campaigns were doing media buys here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, some of the political insiders, they, they, they see dollar signs when they, when they see the national popular vote plan. It just seems so bizarre to me, Trent, that a state, a state would say we're going to give up our authority ourselves to decide who we want to cast a vote for for president and and give that – uh, spread that out across the entire country, which effectively is what this um, this national popular vote does. And it's theoretically possible; it's not practically possible. But no one in a state could vote for a candidate, but someone else that that candidate win the national popular vote, and that all those electoral votes go to that candidate. That's that's in, incredibly insane to me, just as a yeah, as well, a casual observer. Well, and and I mean, you're you're absolutely right. A candidate could could not even be on the ballot in a state. Which, you know, which seems crazy now, but if you if you look at third, fourth, fifth party candidates, because there are, you know there are these other kind of splinter parties out there uh, that run candidates for president, they they are almost never on the ballot in every state. The, the Libertarian Party, mm-hmm. I think, oftentimes will qualify in every state, but 
But, uh, you know, the Green Party, the Socialist Workers Party, they run candidates for president, but they just get on the ballot a few places or, or you know, maybe in 30 states if they're having a good year. But uh, but in a in a direct election system where you could either play the spoiler as a, you know, as a as a third party, you could play the spoiler and try to, you know, use your power to to manipulate the election one way or the other or. You know, somebody like Michael Bloomberg, who actually could come in in a system like that and, uh, you know, and try to to win 35 percent of the popular vote. Mm-hmm. And if the other guys split it, you know, split what's left perfectly, you, you win with 35 percent of the vote in a three way race. Uh, you know, th- there is a possibility that the winning candidate wouldn't even be on the ballot everywhere. <laughs> It's just, uh, it's insane. It and, really is. And yet, yeah, they, they would, they would get those, those electoral votes. It's an idea that's so dumb that James Madison never worried about it, which is why even though the founders rejected a, a direct popular vote, they didn't explicitly forbid this kind of an arrangement, right? They just never thought, mm-hmm. you know, state legislators are going to pass a law that tells the people in their state that they're going to be ignored. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. So, and I know I said one more question, but is, are you, how close, I know there are 74 electoral votes away from this, this point, but how concerned are you about this national popular vote movement? Is there a chance that they get to that 270? I mean, there's, there's a real risk over the next few years. We are, uh, they passed it in Colorado last year, but citizens signed enough petitions that we have forced that to go to the ballot. And so Colorado may you know, if, if Coloradans vote against it this November, then their state will will be out of the compact. Um, so that would take nine electoral votes away because because of reapportioning congressional districts. The compact is going to lose probably three electoral votes just because of the census, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, the, the more liberal states are losing population relative to the to the others. Um, but there is there is a real concern. I mean, they. They focus a lot of their lobbying on Republicans. Obviously, they're getting to a point where they they have to win some states that are that are a little bit more on the Republican side, um, or the Democrats have to flip a bunch of legislatures. And there's a real, you know, after what they did in Virginia mm-hmm. last year, um, there's real concern about states like North Carolina and uh, Minnesota, uh, and uh, you know, even states like like New Hampshire, where the Democrats run the legislature, even though the Republicans have the governorship. Uh, so yeah, there's. I mean, it, it's a real concern. My my group is. Uh, uh, I mean, we're we're doing everything that we can. We've got a documentary coming out later this year. We're uh, just came out with a book, and and we're working hard in Colorado and working with legislators from around the country. Just make sure people are educated on this. Uh, make sure they understand why the electoral college is so important and why this national popular vote scheme is really dangerous to our country. And if our listeners want to find out more information about what you, your organization, do or just learn more about this national popular vote movement or the Electoral College in general, what might they do to do to, to get that information? Yeah, so uh, SaveOurStates.com is a great place to go or people can search us up uh, on Facebook. Just search for Save Our States or on Twitter at Save Our States. And, uh, yeah, we love to have people you know sign up for our email list and – Stay in touch with us, and uh, we have a great group of activists on Facebook, about 150,000 people, I think, uh, now. So i uh, love to have people connect with us that way and help us educate the, the, the rest of the folks around us. Well, Trent, I appreciate your time. Thank you for answering our questions. It's been a pleasure having you, sir. 
Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Waning, waning moments of the program here today. Hope you enjoyed our conversation with um, with Trent England of the Save Our States organization talking about the Electoral College. Folks, these things are fundamentally important, and we have to help people. We have to persuade people, explain to people why these things matter because the catchphrases and the talking points sometimes are hard to overcome and are quite powerful in certain circles. So anyway, join us for Hour 2 on YouTube here in a minute. SDG, see in a few. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.